Welcome to the This Week in Golf podcast, and we got three hot topics. We're going to review Torrey Pines last week. We're going to talk about Pebble Beach this week. And then today, the PGA signed a deal, a billion-dollar deal, with the SSG, Strategic Sports Group, a bunch of baseball owners. So let's get into it right away, and let's talk about Torrey Pines and what just happened. What a great tournament. Uh, I did mention last week that I live in La Jolla, although this week I'm in Lake Tahoe. The new studio, check it out. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I live in San Diego. I live in La Jolla specifically, and I get to play at Torrey Pines all the time. And the field was kind of watered down this year. In fact, it wasn't kind of watered down. It was watered down. Not a lot of big names out there. Uh, Xander, Shoffley, and Patrick Cantley, probably the two biggest names out there. And then just kind of like a bunch of guys trying to make it on the tour. And one of the things that I, you know, it doesn't matter about the field. If you get a chance to go to the tournament at Torrey, you should go, particularly if it's a nice sunny day. And it just made me realize how lucky I am to get to play out there on a regular basis. And a lot of times we play in the evening time. So we're always out there during sunset and sunsets in San Diego are the best in the world. And when you're kind of up there, it's about, I don't know, probably about 70 to 100 feet off the ocean. It's like a cliff. So the course sits on top of that plateau up there. And to see the sunset and watch the guys come in. And it was great. I got to tell you, it's that course is so difficult. It's long. And then they grow the rough up. And it had rained, rained quite a bit. So when the PGA guys are playing from the back back tees, uh, when we play, we play from the brown tee, which is the second to last tee. The black tee would be the PGA tee, but they don't let you play that. So the the brown tee is, I mean, the it's probably 7,000 yards, whereas the, the tips at Torrey are 7,800. So where their drives were ending up is a lot of times where our drives end up, me and the guys we play with, very similar spots, which... For some reason, I thought during the U.S. Open, those guys were hitting it a lot further up the fairway. But nonetheless, they still had a lot of you know long irons going into those greens. I think only one of the par fives was reachable in two, which, you know, all these other courses on the, on the tour, every, every par five is reachable in two for these guys. So, the, um, so that was fun to watch, and it was a great equalizer. That course, plus the rough, as I mentioned before, the rough was – four or five inches thick and the course on friday played 127 over par the south course and like i mentioned last week a lot of this a lot of the lower scores the winner um they were at i think they were at 12 or 13 under par but seven of those strokes were on the north course so really like two under par three under par was the lowest score on the day for everybody so, and then on Friday, the course played 127 over par. So what can I say? It was fun to watch the PGA guys play on my home course and pretty much get demolished. <laughs> so great time out there. Oh, and then the other thing is when you go there, 
you enter through, there's the main gate. You can go through the main gate, but people that know go through the Hilton hotel has its own gate. So that's the gate you want to go through. And then afterwards, they always have an after party there. They have a pool and kind of an outdoor patio and a bar inside. And so everybody goes to the, uh, to the outdoor, um, party there and watch the sunset. It's awesome. And then the, uh, the tournament itself was great. Came down to the wire. Um, Pavon, the Frenchman had to, he basically, it looked like he was just going to have to par the last hole, but then he, um, it, it turned out he had to birdie and he was in the, well, so he hits it, he hits a drive into the fairway bunker and he's right up against the lip and then he wastes no time. He just was going to hit it down there and lay up and then, but he missed the fairway and he ended up in the rough. And that spot on 18 where he ended up in the rough, it's right in front of the pond. So he basically has to hit it 150 yards over the pond onto the green. And the pin on, on that day, Saturday, the Sunday pin, was tucked on the front left of the green, which is a lower spot on the green. So it has a backstop. So if you hit it about, I don't know, 10 yards past the hole on that, on that green then or on that pin placement, then the ball will roll back to the cup. But if you put too much spin, it'll roll back into the water. And a lot of guys were rolling it in the water. Fun fact, that's the only water at Torrey Pines. The 18th hole, they made a pond. There's the ravine. You can hit it into the ravine, but the ravine's just brush. But the only water is on 18, and they just put it up in front of the green. So anyways, he's down there 150 yards in the rough. You can't see the ball. I didn't know what he was going to do. I mean, I guess he was probably aiming for the middle of the green, but he ends up hitting it eight feet away. He makes the putt. He wins the tournament. And I think about $1.6 million as well. And so now he is, um, he's in all the, all the elevated events, which let's get into this week, which is Pebble Beach. So Pebble Beach this week, and it is an elevated field. It's the best players in the world, the best players, well, the best players on the PGA Tour, we should say. And they're playing the main prize. First place is $3 million. Obviously, Pebble Beach, you all know about it. The great holes, the US, U.S. Opens that have been there every year. They run this tournament, which is the AT&T. It's usually a celebrity tournament. So every pro gets grouped with a celebrity. And so they have, obviously, the PGA Tournament, which Justin Rose won last year. And then... Beyond that, the um, the uh, the the team event, the celebrity team event, and so last year they actually got rained out. So the celebrity, uh, the team event goes fifty four holes with the celebrities, and then they would have a cut, and then the final I don't know thirty players would make it into the group of seventy two. But last year they got rained out, so they had to end up finish the tournament on Monday. They couldn't play all of Sunday. So, anyways. This year, elevated event, and then the celebrity portion of it has been cut down to, I think, 30 players overall. So they'll play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, they play at Spyglass, and they'll play at Pebble. They used to play at uh, Monterey Peninsula, but I don't think they're doing that this year. We'll have to check. But that's the tournament. That's going on this week. But the only downside is the weather. And today, Finau posted a video on the seventh hole, the famous par three down the hill. It's about 100 yards. And he hit a driver, and he hit it to the back of the green because it was so windy out there. 
and I'm in Northern California right now. We're slated to have a storm basically for the next week. We'll see if it materializes, but usually when it rains this time of the year, it rains pretty heavily. So hopefully they can get the entire event off and everybody can finish on time. Oh, and the other thing, no cut in this event. So everybody makes the cut. This is the first elevated event of the year. So elevated events, more money, everybody makes the cut. Okay, let's talk about what's going on with the merger, the Live PGA merger, which was supposed to happen by December 31st. They said we can't make an agreement, so we're gonna have to push that date out. And now here we are at the end of January, and Live is having their first event this weekend as well. I'll talk about that in a minute. Live is kicking off their season, and today the PGA came out and announced to all the players that they have formed a strategic partnership with the Strategic Sports Group, I think it is, SSG. And this is a group led by Fenway Sports, which includes the owners of the Brewers, the Atlanta Falcons, the New York Mets, the Boston Celtics, and the Red Sox. So a bunch of guys got together. I mean, think about it. When this whole PIF deal started happening with Liv and the Saudis, it was like, well, how much is the, the PGA Tour actually worth? Because, you know, the Denver Broncos football team sold for $6 billion a year and a half ago. So one NFL football team is worth $6 billion. We'll just say five. They're all worth $5 billion, every football team. And the PGA today announced a deal. So this group put in $3 billion dollars. And then they valued the PGA Tour at $12 billion. $12 billion with a B, as in boy, as in bogey, as in birdie. $12 billion. So they put in $3 billion. So they're, I mean, by my math, that's 25% owners of the PGA Tour. And then, so I don't know who owns the other 75%. I guess the Tour, um, I don't know. And then the Tour's assets, again, um, the tour itself, the events, the sponsors, the television is the big one, and then the PGA has uh, the TPC courses. So all the, uh, there's probably, I don't know, 30 or 40 golf courses and properties that the PGA owns. And then, obviously, they don't own the players, but the players play for them. So I guess you could call that an asset. Now, in order to kind of sweeten the pot for the players, what they're doing is they're forming a um, – a $900 million fund, we'll call it. Call it a billion dollars. So they're going to take a billion dollars, essentially. So um, this group put in three. The fourth billion will be distributed amongst 180 players. And so that'll be ownership. And there hasn't been any uh, details on how they will get that ownership, if they're just going to give it to them, and then or if they're gonna to have to vest. You know, like if you work at a startup um, or any kind of company, public company, they'll usually give you shares in the company. And, you know, those are a value. They're, they have a value right now today. So in this case, um, however many shares there are divided by $12 billion, and that's how much the share price is. And so they're gonna divide these shares up to the players, and then the players will, will get them. Um, there's mention of like 
legacy players like Jack Nicholas, Tom Watson, those guys, and then Tiger, people that aren't on the tour anymore, and then as well as players on the tour. And then the higher you're ranked on the tour, the more money or the more shares you're going to get. So not sure if those just are instantly worth money or if you have to vest like you do when you work at a company. A lot of times, like if you go to work at Amazon, they'll give you, say they give you 100,000 shares, but they'll say you can't, they don't vest until the second year. So normally, in the case of Amazon, when they hire you, they give you a salary and they go, we'll give you a $100,000 bonus as well because the stock is, that's what the stock is worth right now, the shares we're giving you, but you can't cash them in for two years. So they usually give you a bonus up front so that you're kind of, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but you're, you're satisfied. So the first two years, then you start vesting. And then once your stock's vested, then you can cash it in. So not really clear if they're going to have to vest or who you can say, I get the shares and I want to cash them in. Who do I cash them into? Do they buy them back? This isn't, they're not on the, they're not a public company. They're a for-profit company, but they're not on the stock exchange. So you and I can't buy it. So it's owners by people on the tour, employed by the tour, playing on the tour, used to play on the tour. So that's where that's at. And then Jay Monahan is still in charge um, as of now. And then last week he was in, he went to Saudi Arabia and met with uh, Yasser of, of Live. So who knows what they were talking about? There was a lot of speculation of, you know, some sort of merger happening. And now then today this happens. Oh, and also the um, Senator Dick Blumenthal, Richard Blumenthal, has now uh, sent a letter to the PIF and all their contractors that they want them to come in and testify and produce records. So quite the coincidence. Hey, we're not going to we're going to do a deal with this uh, strategic sports group, which is not Saudi. And then on that Saudi side, we want to see all the paperwork and everything. The go- our government is now going after that deal. So. I don't know. As of this moment, that deal looks dead in the water, but it's not. It's not going anywhere. Live is not going anywhere. They have plenty of money to run that tour. They have players under contract. They got guys like Rory now saying, we're going to have a world golf tour and blah, 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 this and that. And think about this. Like, if, you're, if you just invested $3 billion into the PGA Tour, you want your money back, right? So if it's worth $12 billion, the PGA Tour... We want to get it to $24 billion, so your $3 mil- billion turns into $6 billion, right? So these guys are in it to make money, and so how are they going to grow it to get it to that level? I mean, the most obvious one is to have two to four tournaments a year, we'll call them majors, where you bring all the live players and all the PGA Tour players together. That seems like the lowest hanging fruit to make some money right away and to put the best players in the world together to get them to play together, have a cut, do the whole thing. Um, so we'll see what shakes out. But as of right now, who knows what's going on with the PIF deal with the U S Senate and now the PGA tour. So we'll, we'll take it as it comes. And then finally, let's just talk a tiny bit more about live live starts this week. So look for some splashes from live lives starts this week and they are in Mayacoba, which is in Cancun, which is in Mexico. It's on the east coast of Mexico. It's uh, it's like a four seasons resort there. It's super nice. Anyways, Liv's doing their first event of the year there. They did an event last year. 
So just expect the normal chit chat chatter from everybody. Oh, nobody's watching. Well, of course not. They're not on television. And then um, nobody went to the event. Well, of course not. It's in Cancun. It's not even in Cancun. It's an hour from Cancun on a Four Seasons property, which is like, it's not easy to get to. Trust me, I've, I've been right by it before. I've been to Tulum. It's about halfway between Cancun and Tulum, if you've ever been there. It's right. It's beautiful. But no one's going to really be going there. So you'll hear that chit chat chatter coming out of that. But let's see. Okay, so, but here's where Liv gets a leg up. Next weekend, PGA Tour is at the Waste Management, which obviously we all know about that. The big party hole, the whole thing. But that's not an elevated event. So not all the big names of the PGA Tour are going to be out there. And then secondly, next weekend is the Super Bowl, which happens to be in Las Vegas, which Liv happens to be having an event in Las Vegas. So now I would think if Liv's having an event in Vegas, Thursday, Friday, Saturday is the final day of their event, that they're going to have every Tom, Dick, and Hank celebrity that they could possibly get out there out there and try to really sell it as, I don't know, whatever live is, the, the wave of the future, guys playing in shorts, music, celebrities, party hole. Oh, they're having a party hole. It's 100% sold out. I talked to a guy about a month ago. I'm like, I just want to be on the party hole. He's like, oh, that's sold out. So I don't know. But I am a huge Niners fan. <clears throat> and since I've been a kid, I've been a Niners fan. So maybe I'll go to Vegas. If I do go to Vegas, I'll go to the live event. And I'll give you a report. Anyways, that's this week in golf. Excited about Pebble Beach. I just hope they get the event in because it's an awesome course. And I love watching people play there. And, you know, I know all the holes, as you probably do as well. Have a great week. Hey, it's Jeremy Callahan. And thanks for listening to This Week in Golf. Make sure and hit subscribe so you can get all the latest news and analysis from Golf VPN.